0: This is my morning voice again. I apologize. This is just what you get. (laughs) And this is what I get for scheduling my week the way I am. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pardon Milo in advance. He's in my office right now of course, as I start talking about him, he started scratching. So if you hear him in the background, apologize. I apologize rather. Um, he's just a little under the weather and I just want to be close to him and I want to be, I, I don't know, just in proximity to him. If you have a dog or a cat, I'm sure you know what I mean. So pardon me for any little wiggles in the background or tail wags or anything like that. But today we're talking about how to lose fat without tracking your food. And, and I want to go ahead and say this, like, Tracking your food is going to get you the results even quicker, and I do want to go ahead and say that losing fat doesn't always have to be your goal. It, it it This is specific to you. If you're not really aiming to lose any body fat, that is totally fine. Your goal is your goal, but I do want to respect the people out there in my listeners' land who are attempting to lose any type of body fat, especially in the off-season, maybe even before holidays get here, and just kind of try to maintain some semblance of sanity and maintenance through the holidays and into spring and next year's bike season 2024 if they're here in the northern hemisphere so yeah tracking your food is going to get you the results quicker but i get it you know tracking your food it's it's cumbersome you know it's overwhelming sometimes it's just too much It can be a lot to do when you are already doing a lot, all right? I get it. Life gets lifey, as I like to say, and sometimes tracking your food and being a little bit more diligent and involving an app and things like that can kind of take away from the experience of the actual meal and just fueling and eating and enjoying your food and enjoying times with friends. I get it. I get it. I get it. So that's why today I wanted to give you five things that you can do. To help you lose some body extra body fat that you might have without tracking your food. All right. So hopefully you find these these helpful. But these are these are pretty much the five main things that I find and that research has found over the years work really well for reducing body fat without really going you know head over heels bonkers about tracking your food and things like that. Well, I'm curious, what do you think? In the first thing is that I'm going to mention. You know, just press pause, think about it for a second. I'm really curious. I wish I could talk to you right now. I really do. One of these days, I'm going to figure out figure out how to record a live podcast and actually get some like listeners to call in. I don't know what that involves. It kind of scares me, but it also excites me. And if that's something excite- that is, is exciting to you, let me know. DM me in Instagram. So first thing you can do to lose some body fat without tracking your food, eat Ample protein. Oh yeah. First and foremost, baby. So there have been recent studies like as in 2023 recent studies, um, that have shown how eating ample protein can elicit a greater fat loss. Even if your diet is not necessarily reducing your calories drastically, that's right, folks. So protein, not to mention also helps you maintain your muscle when you're eating at a slight deficit, which can help your body lose more body fat than your hard-earned muscle. Because generally, when you're eating at a deficit, your body's just looking for fuel, it's looking for anything, right? And sometimes muscle can be the sacrificial lamb. You don't want it to be sacrificed, all right? It's it's hard-earned muscle that you've you've earned through over the years, and the last thing you want to do is lose that muscle while you're trying to lose some body fat. Instead, you want your body to really go after the body fat instead. And eating ample protein helps prevent that. And that's what these recent studies have shown. If I remember, I'll try to include the PMID uh, in the show notes. That way you can actually read these research studies if you want to nerd out like I do. Um, But it's pretty remarkable how much of an impact protein can have. Plus, protein does also help reduce your cravings. And I can't say enough about that in and of itself. All right. Oh, man. I I recently had a couple clients just start with me and they're such badasses. Uh, one of them's actually a friend, like an old friend of mine. And they're both just like, "Holy shit, Jen. I I'm like in awe of how much better I feel on more protein. How much less cravings I have, I'm less hungry, I feel more more ready to train the next day. Like literally everything I always say, right? And, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to slip via 20, you know, just for sure in that news. But no, it's it's like, it warms my little coaching heart. It really does because this is what we're after, friends. This is what we're after. We're after something that's sustainable and manageable and something that's not necessarily going to drive you absolutely bonkers. With a little bit of planning in advance for protein, having two to three proteins available and at the ready at all times, that way you can pick and choose your meals, is so crucial. And it will take so much less bandwidth and and headspace out of your day and out of your week. (sighs) I can't emphasize this enough, you know, and and even for them, and I'm using them as an example, because they even said like, I know, I know, I've listened to you on the podcast, I've heard you say this. But until I actually did the thing, then I realized how protein can make such an impact. So friends, please, just use them as an example. And I know it's pretty anecdotal, but oh man, research has so much to support with this. And I get really amped about protein. It's, it's probably one of my favorite, my favorite macronutrients. My favorite macronutrient used to be donuts. I mean, I mean, used to be carbs and fats. I mean, (laughs) but no, my favorite macronutrient was initially carbs because holy hell, I was under eating them. Um, especially as a CrossFit athlete, as well as just like cross country you know, mountain biker and things like that. And, and that's when I realized that I was just under eating, I was under fueling and no wonder I felt like shit for so many, so many years. And it wasn't until I started to you know incorporate more carbs, I started to love my carbs and start to embrace my carbs, I started to realize that my blood sugar was actually very level, especially because I was incorporating more protein. But then as the years evolved and you know came by and went by rather, and I learned more and more Protein slowly really started to, to take the, the top step, the top podium step in terms of which macronutrient is my favorite. But I like all three, just to be honest with you. Um, now, I wanted to go ahead. <laughs> I totally went on a tangent because I'm so excited about my new clients. They're kicking ass and taking names. Oh, and just it just makes me so happy. All right. I'm not going to cry. Um, but, you know, I will also go ahead and say the, the other bonus with protein. Here's my notes. I'm back in my notes is that you actually end up burning more calories just through the act of digestion since it takes more energy to break down protein. So a little bit of a bonus there. Um, now I think it's called the, yeah, TEF, uh, thermic effect of food. So thermic effect of food is basically how many calories it takes to actually burn each separate macronutrient, just kind of a nerd out on it in case you are interested. So what I recommend for protein is to build your meals around protein first. So choose your protein first. Use that as your base, all right? Then aim to include at least a palm size of protein if you weigh, I don't know, usually right around 150, 160 pounds or less. You'll need about a palm of protein per meal, sometimes up to 175 pounds, pounds, you know, body weight. Sorry for those of you on the metric system. Um, Now, if you weigh... 150 to 170 pounds or more, then you're going to choose two palms of protein per meal. And a palm is literally, if you look at your hand right now, it's without your fingers and your thumb. It's the size of your palm, roughly. And for most people, depending on if you have tiny hands or not, and I have tiny hands, um, it's generally about four ounces of cooked protein, whether it's beans, tofu, you know, any type of meat, things like that. Now, keep in mind a lot of the plant-based proteins are going to have other elements in there. So they're going to have a little bit of protein or excuse me, a little bit of carbs and a little bit of fat. And that's totally fine. This is just going to get your generalization uh, or get you into the ballpark here. So that's why there is a generalization here in terms of measuring. Okay. But ideally at your main meals, so three times a day, if you're going to have larger meals, three times a day, that's when you're going to want one to two palms of protein per meal. So have that be your base. Increase a little bit more than what you're, what you're used to eating right now and do so slowly. That way, you know, you don't have any gastric upset or things like that because it does take more effort for your body to digest protein. So give your body a little bit of a break. Um, oh my goodness. I've talked about protein for like four minutes. That's how excited I am about protein. <laughs> but seriously, especially the recent study the studies that have been released, um, I'm just... I, all of like many of us who do follow the research here in the fitness and in nutrition industry, we were astonished and we can't wait for additional research to be released just to kind of help replicate what was seen in that particular study. Because, you know, that's, that's going to be something that's going to be a little bit more reputable is if we're able to replicate certain studies and things that we find in certain studies. Okay. Second thing is to eat slower and more mindfully. Yeah time to get time to get hippy dippy. All right. Research has shown that folks with a higher BMI, and I know I'm not a fan of BMI, but bear with me here. But research has shown that folks with, why am I having a hard time saying folks? Uh, That folks with a higher BMI are often faster eaters, regardless of your thoughts on BMI. I know, I know, I get it. And of course, my thoughts that it's, it's really not the end all be all. But this does shed light on something really important, all right? Plus, eating more slowly can allow you the time and the space to not only enjoy your meals, especially if you're eating out, you're with friends, with family, you're over a holiday meal, whatever it is. But it also allows you you to have the ability to recognize when you are satisfied and not stuffed. Because that's the goal is we want to get to that point of eating to about 80% satisfaction, all right? You're not stuffed, right? The point in which you're stuffed and you feel like you need to unbutton your pants or you're like, I'm so glad I'm wearing scrub pants or I'm glad I'm wearing elastic pants, elastic waistband pants. I get it, but you don't want to get to that point because that's going to be a point where you're, you are overeating. You're eating past your your little comfort zone, all right? I'm all about getting out of your comfort zone. But when it comes to eating, you know, and, and eating to points of satisfaction and stuffed, That's when we do want to avoid getting out of your comfort zone for that. (laughs) Don't mince my words, friends. All right. Third tip here. Oh, my goodness. Besides eating protein, please, for the love of dog, a.k.a. Milo, eat some damn veggies and fruits. Friends, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and vent for a moment because, you know, every podcast episode, there's going to be a moment where I'm going to vent because I am so passionate about this. And I also get so irate seeing certain coaches and nutrition influencers and all of these folks on social media just spill these inaccurate things like those people in the grocery stores. Oh my god. People in the grocery stores that like take selfie videos of like, look, let's look at the ingredients on the these these this bag of blah blah blah. Oh my god, I can't pronounce it. It's unsafe. Honestly, yeah. A blueberry, sure. You can say the word blueberry, but if you were to actually read the chemical structure of a blueberry, it's a chemical. Everything, everything is chemicals. I'm waving my hands, elaborately here. All right, everything is chemicals. The air that you're breathing has chemicals in it. You are chemicals. We are all chemicals. Like it's just, can we stop it? So first of all, if you're following anybody that does take those damn videos in the grocery store and they're scaring you and they're fear mongering these ingredients, (sighs) just unfollow them. Do yourself a favor and effing unfollow them. Like it's just a waste of energy and a waste of time and I'm wasting 30 seconds of my breath here talking about them. But it's because these individuals who fearmonger are th- folks who really scare people from making the necessary changes, i.e. just eating some more fruits and vegetables in their diet, because now they're scared of fruits. Because, you know, Sally on social media said, carrots have sugar. Sugar's the devil. No, friends. Yeah. You want to eat carrots. You want eat- to, I mean, as long as you tolerate them, What has a carrot ever done to you, right? Um, But seriously, you want to eat some more fruits and vegetables. Eat more fruits and vegetables, for crying out loud. (laughs) The aim here is to aim for at least least three, but closer to five, ideally, maybe even a little bit more, fruit and vegetable servings a day. If you want an idea of a serving, and we're going to talk about your hand serving, just because, hey, you've got your hand with you. Most of us do anyways, at all times, all right? So make a fist with your hand, Excuse me, that is going to be about a cup, all right? Roughly. Again, if you have tiny team tiny hands like me, it might be a little less than a cup, and that's fine. Because the hand is ideal to what your size is. Because it's your hand. It's specific to you, all right? And don't at me by saying, well, Jen, I have larger hands than normal. It's fine. Just eat eat an equivalent of a cup. It's fine. Um, let's not split hairs here, friends. But ideally, aim for at least three to five fruit and vegetable servings a day, make a fist. That is going to be about the size of a cup, roughly. And yes, 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 I know that calories matter. Even if you don't track them, they do matter. But it is doubtful that folks have excess fat, body fat, from eating too many vegetables or too many fruits, okay? Like, let's just be real. Generally speaking, it's because they're drinking a little bit more alcohol, they're sleeping less, they're treating their body like shit, they're not really moving throughout the day, they're maybe getting 3,000 steps a day, um, and then they're just not eating any fruits and vegetables. And then they're eating hyper palliative foods, which are mostly fats and carbs and are going to have just a lot of calories. They're going to be hypercaloric, all right. If it's hyper palliative, generally hyper processed, then it's going to be hypercaloric, <laughs> which means it's just going to have a lot of shit ton of calories. And these foods are just not going to fill you up. All right. And we're going to talk about that in the next tip, but let's stay on fruits and vegetables. All right. So... The cool thing with fruits and vegetables is it's also great for satiety, meaning hunger cues, you know, like how satisfied you are with meals, how your fullness indicators, all right? And this is due to the food volume per calorie that you eat. So if you're eating like a large ass, a big ass salad is what I call them based on my coach, Jill. It's not a term I came up with. Um, actually, it is a term I came up with, but I didn't realize that she also came up with it like years before that, which I think is so cool. Uh, just shows how congruent we are, right? But a big ass salad, like tonight or today, uh, this morning, I made a, a, a salad for when I'm coaching at the gym today, later today, I'm going to have some salad. And then I'm also going to have a little bit of rice and chicken, right? But it's a big ass salad in, a, in my largest Tupperware that I have, right? And it's going to fill me up. It's going to make me feel great. I'm not going to be hungry for a few hours. It's going to be fantastic. And then I'm going to have a great training session after I'm done coaching. And then I'm going to come back, have my little protein shake and a banana. And then I'm gonna have dinner a few hours later. But it's something that's going to keep me so satisfied while I'm coaching classes because mm -mm, you do not want Jen to be a little hungry while you're coaching, while you're being coached by her. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I'm not an asshole. But these fruits and vegetables will increase your satiety due to just the volume of food because I will be much more satisfied after eating a big ass salad, for example, especially with protein and the fats and things like that that I have on it and a little bit of croutons. I'm going to be a lot more satisfied after eating that than I will just eating a protein bar or even just eating like a granola bar or something like that. And I love protein bars and I love granola bars and I still have them in my diet, but I know I'm going to be more satisfied after having something that's just bigger and more voluminous. All right. So that's the cool thing with fruits and vegetables is they're going to increase volume Well, not really increasing the calories necessarily. You know, yeah, I know bananas and mangoes—they tend to be a little bit more higher on the carbs and calories, but that's fine. They're still going to give you that fiber that you won't necessarily get from like a bag of potato chips, for example. And again, I love potato chips, but there's time to place. Now, um, fiber—I can't emphasize fiber enough. In fact, I've talked to a friend of mine, Jesse, who is now a doctor, which is fantastic. Um, I'm hoping to have her on the podcast, you know, in the next few months. And her specialty is gastrointestinal, you know, and fiber friends, fiber, fiber is your friend, friends, (laughs) seriously. Um, It can help prevent so many different cancers and so many different diseases. And it is often just overlooked and all too often I see folks who start with me and they're maybe getting eight, maybe 12 grams if they're lucky of fiber a day. Once we do actually track some food and we get a little bit of an idea on what they're eating and how they're eating, if they're open to tracking food, of course, and that's just simply not enough, you know, and, and they're eating like this for years. And and this explains me as well. This is how I was. When, once I finally started tracking my food, I was estimating about 10 grams of fiber a day, which is just spalling. And I was eating, you know, some sweet potatoes and things like that, but I was also eating other things, you know, and, and fiber can have such a positive impact on your overall health due to supporting a healthier gut microbiome, as well as supplying you with the necessary vitamins, minerals, and just roughage that your intestinal tract needs. Okay. Be, be friendly to your colon. All right. All right. So Besides eating some damn veggies and fruits, number four here is to eat mostly whole foods and limit ultra processed food most of the time. All right. Key here is most of the time. While while the quantity of your food makes the biggest impact overall to your body fat levels and just your overall leanness and and health and things like that, sometimes health, um, the quality of your food does too. All right. So, does this mean that everything needs to be picked from your garden if you have a garden or the market? Absolutely not. All right? But the idea here is to aim to have most of your meals consist of mostly whole foods. And it will be if you do that, it will be more filling, it will be more fibrous for that gut health. And also give you more vitamins and minerals. And that is what we need. We want a more fulfilling diet, not only just for your stomach and satiety levels and, and, you know, hunger cues, but also for your overall health and wellness. Okay. All right. Fifth and final tip here. Move more, please, please friend move more. If you're stuck behind a desk or immobile, most of the day, do yourself a favor and move your body more. In fact, it's even been found that moving over, I I know it's over 5,000 steps. I think it's like 5,200 and something or 5,300 and something steps for those of you who like exactness. Um, But it's been found in research that moving a minimum of 5,000 steps per day can also ward off feelings of depression and sadness and just, just like feelings of being low, right? Moving more can literally make an impact on your mental health. So if you're already an individual who is kind of low throughout the day and you're already functioning kind of low, you're feeling a little bit depressive or anxious, move more, try to move more, you know? And that is one of the biggest, another one of the biggest things that I see with with clients when they first start working with me is sometimes they're getting maybe two to three thousand steps per day and they bike, which is great, but mmm. You know, you you do also have to move, you know, and this does include your daily chores like making the bed, make your bed. If you're not making your bed, it's fine. It's an easy way to kind of get moving, give yourself a clean start. It's just refreshing, right? But even doing chores like making your bed, making food, um, you know, walking the dog. Oh my God, walking the dog is a huge one. Uh, All of these things add up. Doing laundry, cleaning the bathroom. I don't know, whatever it is, whatever it is you do. You know, for me, it's picking up my own hair in the bathroom. Oh my God, I don't, I'm surprised I'm not bald. Like, I lose so much hair off my scalp, but yet I still have that, like, it's it's fine hair, but I have a lot of it. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. Um, but yeah, like, for me, it's just picking up my damn own, like, head hair uh, on the bathroom floor, like, every day. I swear to God. Um, whatever it is. But all of that adds up, all right? Plus, it can keep you feeling, just your body feeling better, possibly even ease low back pain, and also help with your overall caloric burn for the day. Now, I hate having that as a reason, but instead, think about it as a way, like moving your body, think of it as a way that you can rejoice in the fact that you can move your body, and and move it. You know, why like human bodies were not meant to necessarily sit around all day. All right. Unless absolutely necessary, of course, to recover or if you have a condition or, you know, paralyzed, like whatever, you know, I get it. There are going to always be exceptions to the rule. However, if you can move it, use it, you know, use your body and and reward it with the active movement. All right. So just as a quick, quick recap, number one, eat ample protein. One to two palms of protein per meal. Make that the center of your meal. Second thing, eat slower and more mindfully. Chew your damn food, <laughs> All right? Like if it's, if, I want you to count your, I didn't say this earlier because I didn't put it in my notes. If you stop at your next meal, count how many chews you have per bite. If you're chewing your food like less than 10 times, usually you're, you're eating too damn fast, And it's just not going to help your digestion, friend. All right. So if you have GERD or if you have digestive issues or feel like you need to take a anti, what the hell are they called? Like the heartburn medication, you know, then just try to chew slower and see what that does for you. Okay. Try to aim for like closer to the 15 to 20 chews per bite range. All right. If not more. Um, and believe me, I used to eat super fast. I used to inhale my food. Oh my God. Especially when I was waiting tables and like bartending in college. Oh God. Cause we like, we're trying to eat between our customers and then we have to wash our hands cause we just were eating and it was just a mess. So I was trained to eat. Quickly and efficiently. Uh, So that was a really hard habit to break in my early to late 20s when I was, you know, just in my 20s period. uh, Just when I was starting to discover like the act of just trying to be a little bit more present for meals. So eat slower, more mindfully. Number three, eat some damn veggies and fruits. That's all I got to say. Number four, eat mostly whole foods and limit ultra processed food most of the time. Not all the time, just most of the time. And then fifth and final, move your ass more, all right? So if you find you do all of these things and you're like, hey, it's not perfect yet. Like, don't worry. First of all, don't accept accept perfection or expect perfection. But if you're not seeing like the needle move uh, much and you've given it a really good go, all right? I do have a couple openings for clients. Check the link in the show notes. You can apply to work for me. This is literally what I do for a living, All right. Um, oh my goodness. I've helped dozens, hundreds, hundreds, not even dozens. I have helped hundreds of people now at this point in my career. And it's been such a rewarding, rewarding journey. Like I can't even put it into words. Um, and I'd love to be a part of your journey as well. And I'm not dogmatic. There's nothing threatening about me. I'm not sitting here wagging a finger at you. Mm -mm. I'm not about that guilty, like lifestyle. Hell no, I don't embrace that type of mindset. I am trying to help you find something sustainable. So check the link in the show notes to apply for me. Thanks again for stopping by to give this episode a listen, friends. Please share it on Instagram or other social media so your friends can be empowered as well. And just know that I appreciate you endlessly. Seriously, so much gratitude here in my little heart for you. And I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. I will catch you next next week. Bye.